0: Hello, I'm Damien Edwardson, one half of The Art 92 and the creator of the sci-fi wrestling comic The Galaxy Grappling Alliance, and welcome to Omen oh, Men To That, a sporadic podcast series where I talk to a selection of handpicked guests on a diverse range of topics centred in and around the world of art, comics and all things creative. Tonight's show is something a little different, as we turn back the clock and look at the Lost Art of the Convention programme. Those forgotten gems of comics gold that included art from masters such as Brian Bolland, Ian Gibson, Dave Gibbons and many, many more. And I'm thrilled to be joined by a guest who not only recalls these often star-packed pieces of cultural history, but also keeps them alive by sharing them on his wonderful blog for us all to enjoy. So sit back and relax and take a trip down memory lane to a time when Comic Cons were actually about comics, as we look at the art of the Comic Con programme. So once again, I'm very pleased to be joined by a superb guest who's well known on the independent comic scene as one of the greatest and certainly the most consistent bloggers on the subject of comics and all things related. His Boys Adventure Comics blog has been described as eclectic and entertaining and as an essential read blogging daily. Yes, daily. He covers every topic you can think of and probably some that you probably never even knew existed. So I'd like to say a big hello to Richard
1: Sheaf. Hello, Damien. It's lovely to be
0: here. Thank you for inviting me on. Oh, no, you're welcome. I'm sorry we had to, uh, we were supposed to record this last week, but um, I was plagued by a a shoulder injury. I had a a trapped (laughs) nerve, which meant I couldn't actually sit down or stand up for any length of time. And, um, you know, Richard very kindly let us knock it back a few days. So I appreciate you making the time to come back on.
1: No, that's alright. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, an illustrious company with the, the guests you get on here, not as famous as John McRae, but uh, but I, I'll, I'll do my best.
0: John's a great guy. Um, yeah, and, and you've seen some of the states I've had on here anyway. I've had <laughs> every, you know butcher on, so I mean, you... <laughs> <laughs> he's on again, actually, later this week. Is um, he? Oh. I popular demand, if you can believe that, <laughs> no, um, doing a sequel to the movie posters one. This one's about uh, 80s video box covers. Oh, so, fantastic. Yeah. There's a whole world of um, badness to mine there. So, <laughs> so, uh, I'll have to put a disclaimer around that one, I think. <laughs> I think so. so, everything well at your end?
1: Uh, yeah, we're okay. Yeah, yeah. kids gone back to school. My wife's gone back to work. So, yeah, I've had, a, I've had a day sat at the end of my dining table working by myself for the first time in six months. Uh, so, that was okay. L- lots of meetings today. So, I didn't really think about it very much. But I think on Friday, no meetings. So, we sit here by myself for six hours that, that might feel a bit weird, I have to say, but we'll, we'll see how it, uh, how it pans out.
0: Yeah, it's when you start sticking them them kind of googly eyes on socks. And having <laughs> <a> conversation. <laughs> I was at that at week three, I think. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but manny you, the wife was sat next to me. She wasn't too impressed either. <laughs> <laughs> so um, for listeners who, who may not be too familiar with Boys Adventure Comics, the blog, can you tell yeah. us a little bit about where it came from and, and what it's all about?
1: uh so where it came from so it started just over four years ago and it came from a desire to well I guess I was doing a little bit of work uh I say work I mean you know voluntary work for John Freeman uh on on down the tubes uh, occasionally posting things on there and and you know and he was very happy to post material that I'd written but my kids were a bit younger I guess they were sort of eight and four at the time so I didn't really have time to sit down every evening, you know, and sort of write a thousand words on a comics topic that I was interested in. You know, there just wasn't the time in the day to do that. Um, but I thought a blog might sort of scratch that itch of wanting to do something creative to talk about comics in some way. Um, but you know, be I could think, oh yeah, I could I could do that in 15 or 20 minutes, you know, and I could squeeze 15 or 20 minutes into my day. You know, that was okay. But but you know, an hour or two, no, I couldn't do that. So, yeah, so it was really uh, – I wanted to write more for John Freeman uh, for Down the Tubes, but it wasn't possible, so I had to go my own way. But, in fact, uh, sometimes John will take what I've written of a morning, improve the quality by about 100%, uh, and it will end up on <laughs> Down the Tubes. So I always think, oh, that war, that must be a good one. That's caught John's eye. He likes that. That's a, that's a sort of a, a mark of respect. Um, so yeah. so that's, that's where it came from. And so I guess I had one rule at the start, which was – which is a ridiculous rule which was that i was going to do it every day which i i don't know where that came from it's like it's like the only new year's resolution i've ever set that i've really stuck to and yeah and it's quite hard work uh you know as as you know you know from any task that you try and do every single day you know there are times when you know you're quite happy to do every single day and there are times when you're really not that excited about it um so I don't know why I set that rule. I think I just, you know, as a sort of challenge to myself to see if I could do it. Um, and then once I've done it, I then, you know, it's like anything, you know, when you get a sort of streak going, you know, you've got, you've got to keep it going. So, and I thought that, the, you know, the topic that I'd chosen, uh, you know, was what I was really interested in. So, which is why it's called Boys Adventure Comics. Um, so I sort of cover material, maybe uh, back to the 50s, because I guess um, the original Eagle, comic that came out that started in 1950 that's probably about as far back as I would go and it's anything and everything from then uh, up into the present day so I I cover all sorts of things you know sometimes they're things that are from my collection you know they're literally saying I can get down off the shelf and say I'm interested in that sometimes they're things that I think you know maybe I spot them on eBay and think well that's really interesting you know I don't know what that is Um, or they are I sometimes use it as a bit of a second brain these days because I, if I if I blog about it and if I'm out and about and I think, have I got that comic? I think, shit, I don't know because I haven't got my notebook with me that tells me what comics I've got. I think, oh, that's all right. I've blogged about it. And so I just have to go on the blog, find it and go, oh, I haven't got that one. Very good. And that's it. So, yeah, so it's a bit of a spare brain for me. Um, and I use it to sort of challenge myself as well to think, what do I know about that subject or... You know, I think I've got all those comics or, you know, whatever it is. And then you go through it and go, oh, I haven't. Or somebody will pop up and say, oh, hang on, you've missed this out. So often, you know, I'm putting something up and actually, you know, it's you know, it's like a piece of Swiss cheese. It's full of holes. But that's OK, because the idea is to use it, to you know, for people to contribute to and say, hang on, you could add this in, you could add that in. And then you go, oh, actually, now we all know a bit more about this thing. So, yeah, my sort of comics knowledge, you know, I'm not trying to keep it in my head. I'm trying to get it out of my head. and I'm trying to get it written down somewhere. Um, and and that's and that's what it is. And that's what I try and do. And, yeah, it's mainly about uh, boys' comics, uh, sort of 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, noughties onwards. That's what I'm interested in, predominantly. But sometimes, you know, we run interviews with uh, creators, uh, you know, yeah. uh, small press creators whose work I like. And, you know, I may be working in that sort of field, uh, although, you know, they're not published by, you know, um, Rebellion or anyone, but yeah, you know, yeah, that's fine. So yeah, it's just I mean, today I had something that actually was from a, an annual called the Action Book for Girls. But you know, you know, that's, anyway, that's okay. It's my blog. It's my rules. I can bend them. Uh, so yeah, so it's just just doing it every day. That's that's what I'm trying to do. Well, the first
0: thing I've got to say is that you do blog every day, which is I mean, it doesn't sound a lot, but if anyone's ever tried to do anything creatively and said I'm going to do something every day, it is nigh on impossible. For <laughs> You know, I had to think about I'm going to draw every day and I'm going to draw something every day. And to be fair, I do most days, even if it's just five or ten minutes or, yeah. or whatever. But, you know, I would never be able to do it every day. And the fact that you do is, is I find it absolutely phenomenal, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, before yeah. we start, I'll be honest, yeah. I, I double check to make sure that, <laughs> that Richard does blog every day before I said it. But it's incredible. And, you know, And I mean, even just the time it takes to put the scans up and things, it all takes time. You know, it isn't. It isn't just as simple as, as people think. And the one that you mentioned today, which is the action book for girls. I mean, any excuse to to put up Jose Ortiz's work is is yeah, you know it's yeah. worth it, isn't it? <laughs> absolutely amazing. I mean, if you haven't looked as we record this, it's uh, it's on Richard's page on the eighth of September, and it's Caroline Baker in the case of the forged Rembrandt, and it's it's absolutely gorgeous. You know, I mean, it's. I don't know, probably get dragged over the coals of this, but it always reminds me of old CC's work. It always reminds me of Gene Cole and, and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, I, just, I yeah. just find it beautiful, beautiful to look at. So, yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. It's such a niche subject as well, and it's always, always worth um, worth a read. It's it's really, really good.
1: If you, yeah, if you do it every day like I've done, then, yeah, suddenly you get now, and I think and it's up, up. So there's 1,500 posts to go through. Uh, you know, if you were starting back at the start uh i mean you know some of them you know uh, there's you know if there's a particular sort of comic you know that i'm trying to sort of track down various issues of you know that might come up several times in that you know because the first time i put it up you know there's there's maybe you know a few gaps uh, in it and then the next time i put it up it's because i feel a <laughs> few cool of those gaps um but but yeah it's just it's just trying to go through things that that i'm interested in or sometimes like that action book for girls i put up because it got mentioned on a podcast um that i was uh listening to um you know i won't mention any of your deadly rivals on the, on your podcast damien uh, we have no rivals <laughs> no, believe me
0: i have no rivals
1: and it just ca- and it just got mentioned and i thought oh i've got huh? that on my shelf and then i checked i thought oh no ne- i don't think i put that up all right well i could do that and yeah and like you say it's it is going through you know you sort of there's a sort of a, a limit to how much you know you know i want to put into any one post i mean really you know i mean i'd love it to be my blog to be more like uh you know lou stringer's blog or you know uh, steve holland's you know w- w- which are more uh, authoritative but you know it is what it is but just this is what i can do this is my contribution um and i'm just you know i'm going down that path um,
0: you know. i think it's amazing and, and i love the 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 range of topics that you cover as well you know, I mean, yeah. just looking down the list, you know, you've got this kind of action book for girls once a day. You've you've done artists' sketchbooks, which I absolutely adored that as well. Um, yeah. which I love I love people's sketchbooks. Um, I'm a sucker for a sketchbook when I'm at a yeah. con. You know, I'll nip too. off the table and try <laughs> and hoover them up off of people as quickly as I can. Um obviously the topic that we're gonna talk about a bit more today about the the comic convention programmes and brochures as well. I just it's it's fascinating stuff. Um and it's not the kind of stuff that I see anywhere else. You know, I mean, I'll be absolutely honest with you. When I started reading, um, when you were going through the the Comic Con programs, firstly, I'd forgotten um, a lot of them even existed, um, Mm -hmm. or I didn't even know that some of them existed. And secondly, I'd forgotten how bloody good they were as well. You know, I mean, I can't think of many conventions that do a program like that anymore. Um, Possibly Nottingham does one um that you know that that's not just a brochure of advertisements for cosplay or whatever so you know you're on but I, I do love the um the, the mix that you get in there of topics i think it's i think it's just great and obviously three hundred and sixty thousand page views uh, <laughs> would support that so well. <laughs> that's incredible it's incredible
1: Absolutely, so really yeah great. yeah yeah they're definitely you know they're definitely niche topics some of them but uh you know but you know but that's fun you know I'm, I'm not worried about that um I think, you know, some of it is about, you know, the 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 breadth of things that are on there. And, yeah, and there are definitely, you know, occasions when I think, you know, what am I going to talk about tomorrow? You know, because as much as I'd like to say, oh, yeah, I've got this all planned out for the next six months. I've got everything lined up. You know, What else mm-hmm. what else is there to do at the moment? It's really not like that. You know, it's, it's a lot more like, right, I've got about the next week planned out. Because as much as I can squeeze in, you know, an hour of blogging a day into my day, um, you know, there are other things. You know, we'll get into other projects, I'm sure. You know, but there are other things that I want to do, and if I want to do that, then I've got to be ahead enough on the blog that I can think, right? You know, I can spend you know a couple of evenings this week, you know, writing about comics, you know, for somebody else, um, and the blog will, you know, will just keep ticking over, you know, without me. But then you come back and you think, oh, shit, yeah, I've only got, you know, I've only got two more posts lined up, right? You know, yeah. you've got to crack on. So it's a constant sort of balancing act between, you know, doing stuff for me and doing stuff for other people that I want to do. So. Um, yeah just I, I, the other thing i use it for a lot is you know if somebody mentions something on facebook like on a group they'll say oh you know whatever happened to that or anyone ever seen one of these and i just think yeah i've done that yeah i've done that you know so i could just <laughs> do you know <laughs> not you know not in a way to sort of say to show off or anything that I've, yeah, yeah. I've covered it but just as a, somebody's asked about this and i know what the answer is and here yeah. it is there's the answer you can just go and read it so it's just to help out and because you know you can tag everything people say oh you know i love um, I don't know. Pat Mills' work. I love Jose Ortiz's artwork. All yeah. right, okay. Well, you can just, you know, sur- search on all the Ho- Jose Ortiz things um that 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 I've covered and away you go. So yeah. It's an
0: it's- astounding body of work, mate. I've got a, I'm you. not just saying it, it, yeah. it really is. You yeah, I was scrolling down the list of um of tags earlier on, and it's just ridiculous to be honest. It's like, oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> you know what cool cool I mean? Like, for this show really? I think after five tags I'm like, Oh, I've had enough now. <laughs> you know?
1: You can only use certain like with blogger. You can only use 160 characters when you're doing tags. So sometimes you know you just you know you couldn't even list all the people you'd want to in a post. It's like all right, I just have to put the most popular names in. But 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 I love the tags because it gives you a way of some you know making connections that you wouldn't make if you looked at you know one comic or one thing one day and then three and a half years later you look at something else. You know you'd have to have a hell of a memory to go oh that's that same geezer. Oh yeah, look he did that and then he did that. You know I'd never remember that. But no. but with the tags you can go oh oh well, they did that and they did that oh I didn't know that you know stuff you just wouldn't remember you, yeah. you, can, you can sort of piece that jigsaw sort of together um, for you so yeah it works really well
0: excellent and we'll we'll come back to the blog later on we'll give the links out for people that may not have I mean I don't imagine there'll be many people listening to this. <laughs> I don't imagine many people listening to this. No respect to yourself, but generally, <laughs> that won't have um, come across your blog before. We'll make sure that, that we do. So the topic for today, then, that, that we agreed to talk about was about a recent series of posts that you put off and on yeah. around um, the old Comic-Con programs and brochures, which I must admit, you know, I'd attended quite a lot of those um, right. conventions that, that you'd listed, but I'd never actually, I don't think, seen the the programs or the brooks or was even aware that some of them even existed. So do you want to just give us a little bit of um background as to why you what you know, why did you choose to to do that topic?
1: So yeah, so like I say, I've been running for quite a number of posts and there's still a few more to come, a whole series about uh common convention programs, um, which is a topic i you know, it's a thing I started collecting a long time ago and, and more and recently, you know, I was looking for something like a like a big meaty series of posts that I, that I could sort of put up and I suddenly thought oh yeah I've never really I've never really covered that and, and, and I could do that that would be okay um so yes yeah, so I guess the first British comic convention was in 1968 and you know that feels like you know that was the first of sort of the annual conventions because you know there was one convention and it happened once a year you know, it's not like 2019 when I, don't know, I saw something from uh, Gary Erskine the other day saying about, you know, the fact he isn't going to any conventions this year, you know, and he was saying, oh, you know, they've been to 20 or 25, you know, and, and maybe some of those are, you know, they're big shows like MCM. So you yeah. know, the focus is not all on comics, you know, but, but they are events where you can go and you can meet, you know, a lot of comic artists, you yeah. know. Uh, you, know you, you know, so there are big, the big shows like that, you know, Thought Bubble. Uh, uh, true believers, uh, lawless. A uh, convention I went to last year, um, all about sort of 2000 AD um, creators. Uh, so you know, uh, Oldham. You know, there, there are or there were, um, yeah. you know, a, a lot of conventions these days. You know, and you know, you could almost, you know, in the summer, it's not quite every weekend, but you know, the, you know, there's a if you wanted to, you could go around to a lot of conventions. But but you know, but it didn't used to be like that. You know, the, the fan scene. Um, you know, was much smaller and, you know, and the market for these things was smaller, so yeah, you know, for a long time there was just, you know, a single convention every every year, uh, and that was it uh, and over time, I guess I got interested in, you know, because of the sketches that were in them, so my interest, like I said at start, um, sort of stemmed from the original Eagle, and from the artist who was sort of the mainstay on that, for sort of, uh, on the Dan Dare strip for the first 10 years uh, artist called Frank Hampson yeah. uh, who, yeah. whose, whose work uh i know and i love um and you know collecting some old fanzines you know it became clear that in some of these brochures you know he'd sort of contributed you know a page of artwork for it and i was like oh you know i'd love to collect you know i, I couldn't collect like a whole run of eagle comics because that's like it's nearly a thousand comics you know it takes up a lot of space but you know collecting you know a small you know a set of small a5 brochures you know it takes up a lot less space on the other hand they are hard to get hold of so yeah so, so what i really liked about these old Convention programs was that you know you'd have a lot of the, the attending artists you know um, would contribute you know a page of art for the show uh, which would go into this brochure um, that would then you know be sold you know as a sort of a, a souvenir I guess um, of the event and and all sorts of people have contributed to them over the years and I guess you know if it was only one a year then you know you sort of you could squeeze you know that convention sketch into your working day you know as a professional. Artist because there weren't any other shows to go to. It was just that one. You know, you mm-hmm. sort of, you know, I guess, all your peers would be doing it as well. So there's a bit of an, you know, it's not necessarily something you just sort of dash off. You know, you sort of think, well, hang on, you know, everyone else is going to be in this. I better be in it because it's a bit of a marketing tool for me. So yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, do do some good work. Um, so yeah, so I'd sort of uh, slowly and steadily collected quite a number of those, and I just thought I could put up the ones I know about, and then. As, as ever, I wanted to test myself and say, well, you know, I don't really know about this con or, you know, I think it ran for these years. Is that right? You know, and, and people were very yeah. helpful. Came back and said, knowing on, that it only ran till then. So, you know, or no, it started a year earlier than that. So it's like, okay, it's great. You know, that, that's the sort of thing I want to just collect all that up in in, uh, in one place and just have it. If, if I need to access it for whatever odd reason, uh, then I do. I mean, there are certainly, you know, within... You know, the sort of the first one, the one from 1968, is uh, on full scap paper, uh, <laughs> and um, you know is I'm opening it carefully, and looking at it here. You know, um, you know has you know some sketches, some artwork in it. I suppose famously has the first mention in fandom of Alan Moore. Uh, he, he's, he, he's in as um, registered non-attending member number 42, A. <laughs> Dot Moore, Northampton. I think he would have been fifteen, so that's why he can't, you know, he can't have had the day off school or whatever to go to that. So, you know, so some of them, you know, they're quite slight sort of things. Yeah. Again, you know, those really early ones, you know, they've got art from people who go, oh, well, yeah, you know, you know that person. Oh, it's Mike Higgs. I actually mean, Mike Higgs is still creating comics. Or, you know, there are people, you know, doing the cover, like Jim Bakey, Um, you know, who's a fantastic artist who's worked on. lot of different comics um but i guess you know they sort of reached their peak in in those uh sort of the ukac programs um so ukac was the united kingdom comic art convention uh i mean again those brochures they sort of start off as sort of small a5 sort of thing but at their peak there oh you can sort of you you can hear the thud as i get that out can't you
0: yeah yeah Um, you know you
1: know they're you know they're 100 pages long you know and the a4 pages of artwork you know, from, you know, nearly, nearly a hundred creators in there. So, you know, and some of them are, you know, working on, um, the, you know, the strips that they were working on at the time. So it's quite, you know, if you look for a particular artist, you can sort of go through and say, okay, that was the year they were working on, you know, that strip in 2000 AD, look at the next one. Okay, now they're on a different strip, third year, oh, back to the first strip sort of thing. Um, so it's just, you know, I love that about them. You know, it, it's different pieces of art by people. That weren't available in the normal comics Um, because I guess one of the things about collecting comics, you know, is that is that you sort of know what there is to collect. You know, if you say to yourself, "I want to collect 2000 AD," you know, there are, you know, you know exactly how many issues there are, and once you've got those, you think, "All right, I'm going to get the annuals." All right, you know, you know, there are lots of things you know exactly how many of them there are to collect. You know, and it's very, you know, you sort of tick tick them off on your list, and there we go. Um, And you know, and I'm the same. I, I like. Collecting the sort of the not 2000 AD, but sort of the the boys' adventure titles um, that yeah. sort of came out from Fleetway in the sort of the 80s uh, and 90s. That's my sort of comic reading era. Um, but you know, but but once you've got those, then it's the you know, well, what other comics were being produced? Brackets, not two thousand AD. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got room for two thousand AD in my study. You know, <laughs> it's already mm. full. Uh, I can't be having thousands of copies of two thousand AD. So it's you know, what else was being produced? You know, it's it's what 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 are those unknowns? You know, what are those things out there that you don't know about, which is quite hard to collect. Mm. But you know, with a bit of um, you know, perseverance, um, then you know. And looking around, uh, it's it's amazing what you can what you can find. Um, but I haven't got yeah. you know a, a complete you know set or you know, some of these conventions I've got a set. of I can say okay, yeah, I've got all the UKAC brochures, but I haven't got, for instance, you know all the early programs. But know, I've got the 1968 one, 60, uh, but not the the year after, 1969 one. That would be. It like to get there but you know i imagine it's quite a slight thing so yeah there's, there's just interesting things uh in all of them you know and and that's, yeah that, that's what i like about
0: them i mean just going back to the ucac one i mean you put the um the the ucac 86 portfolio um <laughs> post up i mean you know you look at that and that's like you just <laughs> i mean i'm just looking <laughs> at uh the third the third post that you put up on that series and you know the first page is, is you know, drawings by Cam Kennedy, Jim Baking, and Brian Tolbert, and then Alan Davis, and then Brian Bolland and John Bolton, and the Gibson, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, oh my! You know, and the, were they something of like one pound fifty or something ridiculous for the oh, set?
1: Yeah. It's outrageous. Yeah, it mainly, it does mainly make you cry looking at some of these things. You think, and they were all there, you know. That's you know, they were contributing artists. Because yeah. you know, they were all there, and you, you know, it makes you sort of think, oh my god, you know, I wish I'd been to that. But then I guess you know, you have to look at when we had conventions you know look at you know that list for your local comic convention and realize that in 20 years time you might look at it and go oh, oh why didn't i go look at that you know yeah oh i could have met them you know when, when they were just starting out you know it just make you look with fresh eyes at that sort of list of you know people going to a convention you might think oh i don't you know i only know you know a couple of big names those other people on their sort of way up well oh, yeah i don't really know those i'm not really very interested in them but then 10 years time you think oh my god i could have gone to their table you know could have got you know met them yeah got a book signed um you know at a lovely chat so
0: it's it's amazing. i mean there's so many things that um those programs bring back i mean firstly they bring back just the, like you say the lineups that were there yeah. you know um i mean as a kid growing up because i was into comics probably it would have been late 70s when i really got into them um no. early 80s and You know, when I look at some of the names now that were at some of the conventions I went to, obviously because I was quite young, I wasn't aware that they were even there, you know, and I just think, bloody hell, you know, it's like people say, if you had a time machine, what would you do? (laughs) I know what else. (laughs) I'd be going back to these conventions and I'd be buying loads of original art and, you know, (laughs) collecting these, these programs and the prices as well. It's like the prices are shocking, aren't they? You know, for for that kind of lineup, you'd pay through the nose now to go to something that had. Like Talbot and Bolland and, and people like that. Um, and sadly, you know, a lot of them, a uh, lot of the great names aren't with us anymore. Yeah, but it just yeah. it just brings back such a nostalgic sort of um, wave to me, and I'm sure to other people as well. Yeah, yeah. When you put these up, that you just think it's either like, God, I remember going to that, or I wish I could have gone to that, you know. <laughs> I was quite young, so I had to try and either talk me dad into taking me, or you know, he's not a comics fan, my dad at all. Yeah. But he always kind of, you know, he did like fathers do, I suppose. He yeah. persevered for my, my uh, you know, my love of the uh, the medium, as it were. Yeah. Um, or I had another friend called Chris, who was a bit older than me, and, and sometimes we'd go to conventions. he could kind of be allowed to look after me and take me. <laughs> right. But, but where'd you track down? These, these Is it an eBay job or is it the people that you know within the business? How do you, how do you get hold of some of them? Because I've never even heard of some of these programs.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> some of the, the older ones are, um, I guess, are from either, you know, going to Comic Marts, um, yeah. you know, when we used to be able to do that. Um, uh, but, yeah, you know some of them are definitely, you know, it's just, you know, set that search on eBay and, you know, you, you get a lot of emails that you just delete, delete, delete and you know every soft often it's like oh you know i look at that and then you know it's like oh it's too pricey or you know somebody else wants it or um you know but but some of them like uh i think that that 1968 you know program which when i saw i was like oh my god you know that's that's you know that's from the first uh convention uh you know that we you know with you loads of people be interested in that you know i'd love to get that but i'll never get it i'll never get it you know and i've kept the bit of um, weirdly i've actually i printed off at the time the like the, the the sort of the ebay receipt and i paid like 12 pounds 50 for it it says here <laughs> uh, oh, which i think oh my god you know it sounds like you know a fantastic bargain um so fantastic. yeah so you know there's uh, comic shops uh you know i used to, again you know, when we could go to comic shops um in you know 30th century in putney uh this sort of southwest london mm-hmm. you know it's my local comic shop I, yeah and and oh. they will stop that sort of thing you know you know when they get them in you know because yeah. they're in the vintage british comics um so yeah is some of them definitely you know it's you know it's it's the right shop or you know it's just going to enough comic marks um or you know looking at enough catalogues of things to eventually go oh yeah you know there it is i'm really interested in that um but yes certainly some of them you know like i say the um the 69 convention no no I, I haven't seen that come up you know, there's even, but they don't even have to be really old for things, you know, yeah. to to be really hard to track down. I remember when I before when I, I wrote a piece about these, um, uh, the UCAT conventions, sort of put them all up, and one of the guys who had organised the convention, um, sort of put a comment on on the on the post. I like, oh yeah, you know, I recognise his name. Uh, yeah. And basically, what he was saying was, oh, you've got you've got a full set. Well, that's really good. And I thought, like, oh yeah, cheers very much. And it turned out that why getting a uh, you know a full set um, was was quite hard um, was because one of them I can't remember which one it was. Um, the cleaners had been round the, the next morning, you know, while everyone was still hung over in their <laughs> hotel rooms, uh, and had slung out um, all the no. stuff programs that they hadn't oh. sold the previous day, so he's like, "Oh no, there aren't, there aren't really very many of those left." You know, because Bloody they hell! Just, they all got,
0: you know, they all got thrown away. So uh, yeah, so uh, beware. Oh, but, oh man, that's yeah. terrible, isn't it? I mean, you yeah. know, it's it's like the old 2000 AD artwork on the floor, you know, mopping up the water story, isn't it? You know, and your, yeah, yeah, your yeah, heart yeah. breaks. <laughs> it's like, you know, don't stand I'm on out. that ball, and it's mopping up a flood. You're like, what?
1: Yeah. <laughs> UK, if the UK '97, which has got a Frank Quietly cover on it of uh, Superman, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, sort of all dressed up in like cowboy gear, Uh, yeah, the one with the Frank Quietly Western cover is very rare. The building staff threw out the entire stock the morning after the convention, so there we go. Um, So you know, these are things that you know that you sort of think, oh, that you know, it will be on the internet somewhere. Yeah. Then you think, actually, you know, I don't know when I suppose I started using the internet when i went to university um so when was that it was like the mid 90s know. but mm-hmm. we, we're sort of used to everything being on the internet now but it's you know not so long ago Whereas you know everything wasn't you know it's really you know there's a real gap for you know if i want to look up something from the mid 90s about comics where can i look yeah it's yeah. like well it's, it's not necessarily written down anywhere yeah. you know it was you know it was it was there and then at, at the time you know, if it was in something like, you know, Comics International as a magazine, uh, you know, it you know, it was there for that month and it was a thing and then boom, you know, it was gone. And it's not necessarily you know, it was recorded on a website for a company that went bust twenty years ago. So that website doesn't exist. You know, there's it doesn't feel like the ancient past to me, but if sometimes you try and look these things up and it's like, Nope, know nope, you know, it's just it's like they've disappeared. So yeah, so some of can be news to people. Who go, oh, that that exists. I didn't know. You know, I thought it had finished the year before, and it's like no, no, yeah. no it's, it, it's it's rolled on another year, or something like um like the uh, the Glasgow uh comic art conventions, which I think for a couple of years ran at the same time as the UCACs. Um, so there were a few years when they were obviously you know they were sort of organising two conventions a year. Yeah. Um, and they are. And interesting set of programs again. I think there's about uh uh, five or six of those. Uh, and you know, they start off in a very similar vein, you know, um, you know, 70 pages, you know, A4 color, Mm. you know, very smart, uh, kind of like that. But then, in the last year, so it started in 1990, but then by 1995, um, you know, it's an A5 black and white, and it's got about 20 pages in i'm gonna say 24 pages in you know it's a really yeah uh, oh you know sorry guys we've run out of money but you know we we, we 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 better finish this thing off uh and it's really oh hang on that's really pretty sad uh compared to all the other ones uh because it's just you know that the, the, they've run out of money they, they can't do it um, mm. so yeah so so some of it is you know really old stuff like that which not really old but it's just it's not clear necessarily if things exist or not. And then some of it is, you know, even more recent conventions have sort of carried on that tradition of having something interesting, you know, to put in a program, even things like London Super Comic Con, you know, from the early 2010s, you know, that, you know, that ran for a couple of years, you know, and they've got, you know, artwork in the program, you know, to a different degree, because now, you know, probably in the early 2010s, you know you could have gone to a lot of conventions um over a lot of weekends so you know harder to attract artists who will say yeah i'll do a sketch piece for that um so you know i i, I guess it's a, a tradition that is there's is maybe uh dying out um but uh, but while it while it still uh, goes on uh, i'm just trying to celebrate it i guess
0: it's fantastic as well. I mean, and just just scrolling through them as you're talking then, and I was jumping to some of the debates while I was listening to you to, to have a look at the covers. And I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's an age thing, but they just take me right back to my kind of childhood and, and that kind of era of, you know, I was obsessed with comics. I mean, I still love comics today, but this was probably you know early to late eighties, should I say? Um, I was it was like everything. And, you know, just seeing some of the covers that, you know, I'm just looking at, uh, just jump to a UCAC uh, Art Convention 85 and yeah. Alan Davis, Paul Neary cover, you know, and it's, oh, yeah. so, it's just beautiful. Just, yeah. you know, I mean, it's it's only a yellow cover with, with um, black line work on it. But, oh, man, it's just just wonderful. And I even love the, the kind of um, the setup of the text on them, you know, because yeah. it, it was either hand Hand drawn or hand printed. And, and it's just, there's just something about it that I think we lose today um, because everything is easy to make it look look good and look shiny and slick. And I think you miss yeah. that little bit of, you know, things being slightly off or slightly rough around the edges, which I, I just adore. They're just brilliant, mate. I think it's, it's been such a brilliant um, series that you've done on them. And I know they're quite. Bit like this podcast, sporadic. But <laughs> put, every time one pops up, I get quite excited. Now um, they're just just amazing. They're just yeah. absolutely amazing. And yeah, like I say,
1: I, yeah, I, I I mean yeah, but I, I don't I don't. Although the, yeah, like I say, I've covered quite a few of them. I find that if I run a whole series of things on the same topic for a whole week, you know, people get oh the first one they're like oh that's really interesting, but by the fifth or sixth one they're like no not very interested. So people weirdly, yeah. you know. Well, you know whereas if you leave it a week and put another one up then people oh yeah i'm interested in that so actually although i might have you know five things you know all about the same thing i tend not to run them as one two three four five you know i run one a week then one the next week one the week after you know to sort of keep people's interest uh as a topic uh on it um but uh but yeah i mean i just you know like i, say, I mean i i collected them because originally i wanted the you know the, these pieces of art by these artists you know yeah the, the Frank Hampson, the Frank Bellamy sort of characters, yeah. you know, um, uh, because it was something, uh, you know, with, that was uh, that was different uh, and unusual from them. Um, and then, you know, when you get them, you know, if they've got sort of 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 pieces of artwork in them, um, you know, when you look back, something Oh, hang on, this one from 1976. Oh, hang on, look, that's, oh, mm. know. you know, Dave Gibbons is in that, you know, he's not, you know, not even been in 2000 AD yet because 2000 AD doesn't exist in. Uh,
0: yeah, uh, I was. Yeah, that's another thing as well. You, you look at some of the names and the years, and you, you you're kind of piecing it back, thinking, Lango, you know, when did I first become aware of X? And, yeah. and you know, and you do a bit of digging on that side, and it, it's amazing how some of these, these like legends as they are now, yeah. appeared in, in some of these programs before, you know, really before a lot of us were even aware of them, you know. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, it's. That's one. That's got, it's got you know Kevin, you know the best wishes from Kevin O'Neill on <laughs> page seventeen. It talks about and it mentions legend horror classics, which was a sort of a series that he was producing at the time. And it this is a sort of a weird skull faced person with which, with the words Mech Memoirs tattooed on his face, which was a sort of a small press comic that he'd put out in 1976. But you know, it's you know at the time you know would it, would be, you know how would you have known about kev o'neill you know only you know through the fan the the fanzine scene um that existed and actually you know and I've covered you know Kevin o'neill's sort of adverts for for all sorts of people you know because that was you know at the start you know he was that you know he was that jobbing artist you know getting advertising gigs in various places um and you know you can you know he has a distinctive Style, um, you know, even at that stage, you can go, Yeah, that's Kevin O'Neill, that's Kevin O'Neill, but you know, you can track him back to go, Here's an advert from '76, '75. And then it's all every time I I find one, I sort of think, Oh, is that the earliest Kevin O'Neill ad, you know, bit of art I've ever seen? And you sort of get back to about 1970, and he's drawing a, oh, is it, I can't remember what the strip is called now, you know, but it's something, and it's like, Oh, that really doesn't look like Kevin O'Neill, but you know, but it, but it is him, or there's just one line, you know, it's very sort of. Paired back sort of three-panel strip. There's one line that you think, oh, that's a Kevin. You know that really is him because that line is his. But the rest of it, you'd never know. So yeah, I, I love that sort of pushing back the boundaries of you know of, of what you know about artists. You think, oh, they, you know that's oh Brian. You know that's a Brian Bolland there. Uh, you know or that's you know Dave Gibbons because Dave. I guess Dave Gibbons. You know worked with Dead Skin. Um, yeah. Um, you know they worked together professionally, but they work together not unprofessionally. <laughs> uh, but, <you> know, <laughs> Far from it, you know. They're both professionals. Don't sue me. But you know, but but you know, but they work together on on fanzines. Yeah. You know, first, you know, and you know Dave Gibbons, you know, very distinctive sort of lettering style. You know, even at the time, you know, he's go through sort of you know those mid seventies fanzines and fancy advertiser. You know, not only are there you know strips in there by Dave, but you know you you're looking at like even like the the heading for the letters column or something. You know, it's like yeah, you know that's definitely, you know, Dave Gibbons has done that and, you know, other bits and pieces that you go through and go, yeah, you know, that's Dave or that's Kevin O'Neill. So, yeah, you know, they're the artists that stand out as, you know, having gone from that fanzine background, you know, into the sort of the heights of professionalism. But, you know, but there are plenty of other artists that you go, oh, that, you know, that artist, you know, I remember reading, you know, or seeing their stuff and here they are, you know, working a fanzine. So I love that finding... Something unexpected, um, you know, in, in these, you know, whether fanzines, whether they're convention program booklets, you know, whatever they are. But it's finding somebody you know in a place that that you don't expect. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, you know, th- that's what that's, that's what I really like because else you think, no, I've got a li- I, you know, I've got a collection of that comic, you know, and I know how many copies of that comic there are, I know how many annuals there are, I know how many specials there are. I've got those, but where can mm-hmm. I find that artist somewhere where I don't expect them? to be um so like like advertising comics as well that's something else that i've looked at quite a lot uh you know advertising comics you know they can play really well you know they can be quite short run you know so maybe there's only one issue you know it's just a one-off you know one and done thing for a particular Mm. product uh or you know sometimes they might run much longer uh and exist for you know a number of years number of episodes so um topics that i've looked at in that sort of vein on the blog are um Things like Ivory Castle Arrow sounds like a very strange name for a comic, uh, but it, but it but it but it was it was a free comic and it was given out to kids in dentist waiting rooms. That was the idea it came out <laughs> twice a year, uh, and the idea was you know you go in the dentist waiting room you know you're sort of sitting there you're not having a great time you know or you know you get it at the end you know from you know well done little Johnny you know you've had your teeth cleaned, jolly good have a comic you know sling your up come back in six months, uh, and you go through and you're like wow I you see know, this is a really professionally put together publication they've got some really high quality artists in it. And you know, so so that's been interesting to look at. You know, John Burns would be somebody who's in there. People who would have been working for you know for you know for amalgamated press, you know, all the big publishers. But it was obviously you know something they could sort of squeeze in. You know, oh it only comes out every you know twice a year. You know, yeah, I can do you a strip for that. You know, that's okay. I've got you know got plenty of time to do that. You know, it's not every week. So, yes, yeah, so Ivory Castle Arrow, uh, Signal, is not, you know, again, that's to do with, that's a toothpaste-related comic, which sounds really dull, but it's got artists in you know, it. Oh, my God, it's got Don Harley, you know, who did amazing artwork with Frank Hampson. Um, <laughs> and, it, you know, but it's like, yep, you know, there's pages of his artwork there in a, in a comic that's, you know, that, you know, and yeah. unless you can find it, you know, you wouldn't really um, know what was in it. So, yes, yeah, so, so I love those, those advertising comics as well, because you can find people in there that you wouldn't... Uh, that you don't expect.
0: That's the amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, again, a lot of these things you wouldn't even know existed, you know. Um i you know, I'd have probably gone to the dentist more as a kid if I'd not known I got a free copy. <laughs> to be
1: honest. Should <laughs> bring
0: that back. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's yeah,
1: it's me. difficult. You've got you know, you've got, you know, like Dennis Gifford's reference books that you can go to that will tell you that, you know, yeah, this thing exists. And you yeah. go and it will tell you some of the artists in it. So you might okay. Sounds interesting, but then you know, then you try and find these things. You know, there's you know, maybe they're on like the grand comic book database, but you know, if they're British, obscure, sort of advertising based comic, you know, they probably aren't. Um, so then it's again, so you know, it's a good way, you know, for me to use the blog to say, Look, I've got you know, I found issue one and issue 10, but crikey, you know, can anyone help fill in the gaps, uh, on this thing? Um, because it you know, this sounds interesting, um, you know, you know, um. Titles like uh, Wonder, which is like an advertising comic uh, from Esso, you know, sort of, uh, and that came out, and that did come out every week. I think wow. Esso, um, you know, and they were using. Um, I don't know if you get any of the titles that the uh, Treasury of British Comics put out, but they put out one about um, Johnny, Fut- Johnny Future. Johnny Future strip was called. Um, I think it was like in the Power Comics, autumns in the late sixties. Yeah. Uh, with The art by uh, Luis Behemo. Uh and he and he's got stripping this thing called wonder uh you know you know it's like okay you know i'd love to have all of those to collect that as a story um but you know they're just super hard to track down um so you know that you know i think you'd go mad if you said you know i must collect you know that whole set because you know they're too obscure it's just you know can we between all of us you know come up with a we know what this comic you know looks like and we know because some of it's like i don't really you know you know, it says in Dennis Gifford's reference book that there are 10 copies, but it was a modern comic, so he probably wasn't very interested in it. So, do we all think there are 10? Or, you know, what is that sort of the comics hive mind thing? That's oh, no, I've got someone's got issue 27. Great, that's fine. <laughs> I've got loads more missing, but that's fine. I'm not going to collect them, but it's just brilliant. It's just to know what's, uh, it's, what's it's, out
0: there. It's, it's true history, it's like archaeology, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's almost like digging, digging for things that we're not sure we're even going to find anything. And then when you do and you unearth it, it's just, just just so many tales around it. It's yeah, just brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I genuinely, I'm fascinated by this stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm fascinated and saddened as well because yeah. I, I kind of think, why haven't I got some of them? <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, but, but secondly, I'm kind of a little bit, you know, you get a bit melancholic because you kind of think, we're never going to see this stuff again. You know, I know that there are still people keeping the torch going, but, you know, we're never yeah. going to see this kind of quality of, of um, output for, for comic conventions, just because comic yeah. conventions now primarily, um, apart from possibly all the ones that you named earlier, and a couple of others, aren't primarily yeah. comic conventions, are they? You know, they're, they're yeah. multimedia, um, you know, extravaganzas. And so you, you get a brochure, um, you know, rather than something like this, which is a work of art. You know, it's just just absolutely gorgeous. If, if people listen to this, if nobody's actually checked these out, mm-hmm. On Richard's blog, you should do. Uh, I mean, you should check the blog out anyway. But but these 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 programs and brochures from the comic conventions way back from the seventies and others, they're just they're just amazing. You yeah. know, if you're of my age, you'll get a real kick out of it. And if you're a bit younger and you've never seen them before, you'll be gobsmacked um, at what used to be like. You know, on sale for whatever it was, twenty five p or whatever <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> yeah. cost it may have been. But uh, yeah, so out of all the ones that you've you've um, picked, uh, Richard, have you got one that's your favourite, your standout? Um,
1: um I uh, I guess you know from a historical point of view, you know, I love having the um the program from the first British Comic Convention, which has a sort yeah. of that that famously that I mentioned Alan Moore. I mean, I guess the I mean the story behind that convention booklet is that actually they they'd printed they'd had printed all the brochures for the, this convention in Birmingham in 1968. Um, and then they all got lost in the post on the way to the convention. Um, so they sort of, in, they made up, you know, they put together this full scat uh, brochure, you know, almost, you know, almost the day before. Uh, and so, you know, I had to sort of start all over again, you know, for, a, you know, they never had a convention, didn't know what it was going to be like. And, the, you know, Royal Mail only had one job, you know, and then you know, it didn't go very well, you know, and they lost it, and you know, there is a, a another program that they then put out afterwards, uh, which is, which again, it's got a lovely Jim Bakey cover on it, um, you know, to sort of really celebrate the thing. So, so from a historical point of view, I really like those, um, probably, uh, and I I haven't covered it on the blog yet, um but probably the one I really like um, is from a thing called Comics 101. Um, right. So that's not like a 101 like the Americans would say, you know, where it's like a, a well, maybe it is like a, it was playing on the idea that it was 101 years uh, since the first British comic had come out. So it was like, uh, it was one of like Dennis Gifford. Uh, so not only, you know, did he write a number of comics reference books with the Comics Collector, and, um, but he also put together a number of uh, conventions in the 70s and, um, so this was in March 19th, 20th and 21st, 1976. Uh, and the brochure, uh, I'm not sure how many pages it's got, uh, but it's sort of A5 size and it probably has 60 or 70 pages in. Um, and I guess because his interest um, was in British comics, um, you know, much more than American comics, um, um, when he was getting people, you know, to do their, their sort of page, um, he approached artists, um, you know, who were working, you know, for the big publisher, you know, Fleetway at the time, um, and and they're artists who you wouldn't normally see contribute to something like this. Um, right. uh, so you know, that so someone like uh, so Charles Grigg, um, who when I mean, he actually was an artist on uh, Corky the Cat in the Dandy for for about forever, draws corky with this very circular head i didn't know the name i've I've read a book about him this year this artist charles grigg but when you see his corky oh yeah he's got a very very circular head um so 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 he is in there but you know there are artists that you know this would be of you know of all the convention brochures i've got you know this is the only one they're in you know they're just not in ones because you know they're not you know they're maybe the humor artists for you know who've been working for um IPC, uh, Fleetway, it would have been at the time. Um, and they're just, for the more, you know, the UKAC convention organisers, you know, as much as I love those programmes, you know, they were probably not so interested in who was a f- humour artist at Fleetway at the time, you know. They probably would have, you know, turned their nose up at them and been slightly yeah. sniffy about. Them. So, you know, so so for a lot of people, you know, for a lot of artists, you know, this was a, almost, you know, the, the only convention um uh, program they they would have featured in. So again, you know, it's it's art, it's artists' names and, and styles you recognise. Certainly with the uh, humour comics like from I don't know from, from uh, Buster and Wizard and Chips mm. and you know there's a lot of artists in there whose whose styles I would recognise because my you know my brother used to read you know he got um, Wizard and Chips and Buster when he was a kid. So there's a lot of artists' styles I recognise, but not, not always the, the name um, because you know if you think um, boys' comics were sort of credited badly. Uh, then you know humor comics are even worse in terms of mm. who drew this who you know who wrote this um, so you know it's a you know, it's fantastic resource to be able to go right that style for that art you know for that strip you know it's clearly by this person because here is a piece of artwork they were you know they, they could sign so mm. um, so yeah so I think I, I would pick the, um, the, the comics 101 brochure from the mid 70s um, for its eclectic mix um, of otherwise unsung um, artists
0: and I suppose uh, just just the on from that, then if you've got a Grail program or brochure, I mean, you, I know you've mentioned the the is it the sixty nine?
1: Um, the sixty nine, yeah, the sixty nine. You know. But
0: um, have you got? We got. Is there another one, or is that the one that you'd you'd desperately like to get your hands on? <laughs>
1: um, of, I think of the sort of the main comic conventions that happened. I think it's it's only maybe that and one other one that I'm missing. And maybe not even another one. So you know, uh, so that would be, you know, you know, again, you know, I'm sure, you know, it's a quite a small, slight sort of thing, you know, probably not quite as small as I think it's the nineteen seventy one, which was held in Sheffield. Um, is I mean just it's sort of A five sized and it's is it eight pages? Yeah, it's eight pages. So it's two pieces of A four paper stapled together, you know. So so some of these are quite uh, slim sort of things, and you know, probably haven't survived very well because they're very small to start with. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know what the cover looks like. It's got a fantastic, very dynamic um, Jim Bakey cover. Um, so yeah, so, so I think that that '69 one would would be the one I'd be really interesting one. Or a, um, actually, it's one of the Glasgow conventions. Um, you know, the Glasgow conventions were only in the sort of the '90s, uh, but somehow there's one of them um, that I just you know, I, I cannot find for uh, for love nor money. Uh, yeah. No,
0: 1991.
1: For some reason, the Glasgow 1991 program eludes me. Um, so yeah, so I'd be I'd be interested in the in the GCAC convention for 1991. Um, but you know, with, with with patience, you know, I'm sure it will. surface um, But yeah, for now, th- those those are my two that I'd, I'd be really interested.
0: Well, you never know. Somebody listening to this. Well, you know, but,
1: yeah, you know. exactly. <laughs> might,
0: might have a spare on the hands. Whatever. I'm just glad that uh, we haven't got Tony Esmond on because we were talking about 69. We'd never have got off the subject to that <laughs> kind of filth falling out. So uh... <laughs> I was I was hesitant before I asked you, <laughs> but no, that's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, but yeah, if you're out there and you're listening and you've got either of these, then um, you know, do the decent thing. <laughs> like Richard, no.
1: <laughs> yeah, let me know. Let me know because uh, you know even scans of it will be interesting. Yeah. You know, I, I either say, oh look, you know, like the I don't know, like this. It's I think it's the 1971. Uh, it's got you know, it's like Dave Gibbons cover. Uh, you know, again, it's, you know, he wasn't working professionally at the time, but you know, but I love being able to go back and you know see that that evolution and to see where these things fit into people's you know career. Is it? for some people almost is it the highlight for some is it a you know, it's a stepping stone to you know 1971 Dave Gibbons is doing the cover um and then actually you know he, he's then doing the cover uh in uh 1986 you know again um with Alan Davis and then he's doing uh the cover again in about uh 90 he does he does one of the other UCAT ones as well 90. so you know so some of the people you know they you know they appear uh, yeah. A, a number of times, but it's just you know what w- what were they doing? How does this sort of that style? You say oh, it's their really early style that they've got there that you know, yeah, gets sort of lost along the way because of you know how their work. developed. measure of
0: the, I think it's a measure of the greatness of the artists as well. Actually, when you you know you're jumping forward several decades and they're still producing these things, you know it just tells you how great some of them are, doesn't it? Like yeah. Dave Gibbons, you know, it's timeless, isn't he?
1: You know. Yeah, um, he's fantastic. I mean, certainly you know, Dave Gibbons, you know, one of the. Uh, I know we talked about advertising comics. Um, um one of the titles that i really enjoyed finding out more about, um, is a comic called uh, Fleet Wings, um, which was uh, a comic that was given to kids uh, on the, uh, um, uh, Bowak. I think it was called at the time British Overseas. Airways Corporation or something it would have been. <laughs> <That's> uh, incredible. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it's just to sort of keep you, you know, quiet on the flight for 20 minutes or something. Um, yeah. And, you know, and, and Dave Gibbons, you know, draws a strip in there um, in the sort of between, you know, he's worked on 2000 AD. He's been drawing Dan Dare in 2000 AD. He's been drawing Rogue Trooper, but he hasn't quite yet started drawing Green Lantern uh, in, the, in America for DC. Um, so he's in a sort of transitional phase, and, you know. Like yeah. I say, this thing comes out twice a year, so it's like, can you do one page, you know, twice a year? Yes, yes, I can fit that into the, the you know, in between everything else, so that's fine. Um, and that's the strip that I covered on the blog, and it was, you know, I found a copy of this magazine on eBay with this letter from Dave that he'd written to somebody to say, here we go, this is the first magazine, you know, that I did this strip on called Jet Jason. He's a sort of action Hero, you know, nothing, nothing too heroic because actually you can't have anything. You couldn't have any planes crashing or anything in the strip, you know. No boeing. <laughs> <Yeah>. we weren't, <laughs> weren't very keen on that sort of thing. So a bit of a mild peril, as you might say, as you might call it. Scenes of
0: extended peril, as they <laughs> say. <laughs> no, there's only 11,
1: there's only eleven <laughs> frames. You, you've got to sort of set this up and finish it off quite quickly. Um, but you know, that, that's the strip that was completely, you know, I couldn't find any references to it anywhere, you know, because it was from. You know the internet didn't exist, and you know it was, to all intents and purposes, a lost Dave Given strip. But you can see his artwork evolve. You know it's full colour. Yeah. You know in a way that, you know some of his Rogue Trooper is in colour, but it's you know that, those you know Rogue Trooper is quite a down and dirty, gritty, you know that smog, the chem clouds, you know all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, whereas mm-hmm. this stuff, you know, is is, is effervescent. You know, colours. You know, it's beautiful colour. You know, it's just amazingly different from what he was producing and you know and completely lost um so you know so I loved discovering that you know that you know that was a real pleasure to be able to find that sort of stuff and you know for something and you know that I'm not sure even Dave has copies of all of all of those magazines so you know to be able to show him them and you know and help him out um with scans of some of that stuff you know felt like you know you were trying to give something back to you know an, an artist whose work you've admired yeah. for a long time is you know it's a, a good thing
0: yeah yeah just look at that fleet wings now, now actually as you're talking about it's, it's incredible yeah. it's like kids kids from all like parents of all sort of um disciplines got Comics by the looks of this, you know. But my dad was a miner we never got bugger at all. You know, they <laughs> did a, com- they a comic for miners did they? You know, what I mean? uh, <laughs> no, I can't. you're gonna tell me they did now, and I didn't get one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could
1: think of uh, there's a there's a coal board, you know, the cold board, the National Coal Board. Frank Hampson yeah. did a series of strips for the advertising, the National Coal Board. Uh, I remember those. Was, the the charm, as they were called c h a l m e r s little sort of like a newspaper strip you know three or four frames you know beginning middle and end uh, yeah. and yeah so so he drew those so I can think of you know the national coal board having a but that's yeah it's not a whole comic um
0: For those those were lovely if I remember rightly I mean yeah. I'm stretching a bit but I do remember them as a kid
1: yeah.
0: and they were absolutely gorgeous though I mean Frank Hampson though he was a tremendous yeah. artist
1: yeah yeah, so yeah, so uh, yeah, so he, so he drew those, but yeah, that, that's, that's as uh, good as I can get off the top of my head for, 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 for mining comics. <laughs> I'm sure there's one out I there. When I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, when I, when I find it, I'll, I'll let you know.
0: Oh, um, mate, it's brilliant. It's absolutely fascinating. I'm, I'm absolutely fascinated with all this stuff. I think uh, I, yeah, I could talk to you all night. I mean, I mean you know, I'm sure, I'm sure the feeling's not mutual, but it's <laughs> no, absolutely.
1: No, no, it is, no, it is. I mean, this is really, you know, this is it. As Vince would say, you know, this is really in my wheelhouse. This is, you know, this is stuff that, you know, that I'm interested in. And it's just a blog is a fantastic way, you know, just to get these small nuggets out there, you know, whatever, you know, the topic is, you know, because there are some things that you can write a thousand words on. And there are some that, you know, you just can't because, actually, you know, there isn't maybe, you know, there isn't enough knowledge about these things, you know, out there, or you know, you know, you rely on other people. I did a series recently on um, some of the art. Sort of there were some from the early noughties. Um, a series of comic conventions that, uh, like Kev Sutherland, a uh, mm. comic artist, uh, uh, put together. So he ran a number of conventions in Bristol, and one in London, uh, and there's sort of a fundraising thing. You know, he invited people um, to contribute, not not to a brochure but um, to sort of a deck of cards. So you contribute. Yeah, I saw those,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, um,
1: and then the original art was auctioned off at the end of the, you know, at the end of the event, you know, to you know, to help cover the costs um, of the show or, you know, the charity or whatever it was. Um, and so I started doing that and somebody who's a you know, big, who's a collector um, and dealer in sort of British comic fanzines contacted me yeah. to sort of say, oh, well, I think there's only two of these. And I went back and said, no, hang on, look, someone's... Um, uh, actually, it was Alan Henderson who does the penned Gwyn, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, was, was super helpful in terms of providing scans and copies of original art that he you owned know, because he, he bought some of the art at the time. And, but this sort of this dealer had said, Oh, I think, you know, there's this series as well, but I, I don't really know very much about it. And he gave me this sort of one blurry picture, and it was like, That's not a lot to go on uh yeah. But then as soon as this you know i put it up and Alan henderson was you know it was all over it like a rash he, literally that weekend he'd been sort of tidying up the cupboard and he's like right hang on hang on i've got all of this i know exactly where oh, it is it's right in front of the cupboard so he just scan 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 you know sent me all this stuff and then you yeah. know this particular series that i'd started with one grainy image you know as in like oh, hang on now i know what they all look like you know so you know
0: the, the, the,
1: the blog benefits of the the generosity um um of all sorts of people um to sort of to fill in those gaps that um, that we don't know are there, you know, it's sort of a you know. Sometimes I look back issues of Comics International or some of these programs. Ah, oh, yeah, that I remember them. They used to advertise that comic. But can I Google it? Can I find it? No, you know, I know it's out there, but until I actually get a copy of it, I can't tell you. Um, yeah. What's in it? And I I bet there's really good stuff in there, but till I get a copy, it's you know, it's not going to happen. So uh, the,
0: the, the Comics Hive Mind is an amazing thing, isn't it? You know, when you tap into it, there's there's some, everyone um, knows something about something. It's just whether you can actually connect with them and and get that information out of them is a different matter. But, you know, I I know myself when I've been talking to people and and I've been convinced sometimes I'm the only person who ever saw something. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And then you start thinking, did I make it up? You know and then somebody else go, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, do you remember this? And you're like, bloody hell, yeah. and it's it's just an incredible thing that that hive mind mentality. And it, you know, in a time when the world's basically gone to shit, it's the one thing you can rely <laughs> on, isn't it? Is that you know, yeah. that the comics community will still kind of pull together and, and yeah, just yeah, no, share knowledge. It's amazing, yeah.
1: It's, yeah, it's definitely about sharing the knowledge. You know, it's not, yeah. you know, I haven't got all this stuff sat in my spare bedroom at home, you know, just for me to sort of, you know, and rub my hands together, with clear about it, you know, because, you know, it's not the biggest comics collection in the world, you know, it never will be. But what I want to do is just use the blog as a way to sort of get that information out there because, you know, in, you know, in, you know, I don't want to sound grandiose, you know, but in years to come, somebody will go, ah, here we go, look, you know, it's on here, you know, here, you know yeah it's really don't
0: underestimate here. it what you're doing honestly don't you know i don't mean this to sound like a you know a bit of a fanboy thing but don't yeah. underestimate the, what you're doing um richard because it's just it's an incredible archive yeah. of of british comics and, and comics work it's just it's incredible and I, it's it's also something that i would imagine um for young younger comics readers. I mean, I'm presumably still have young comics readers. Uh, <laughs> you know, you don't see many of them, unfortunately. But, <laughs>
1: you
0: know, it, for me, if I was in that position, I'd be like absolutely I'd be down a rabbit hole now, looking at things that I never knew existed. You know, um I do it now at my age, but I just think it's a window into another time. Um yeah. all that stuff. And I just think it's it's absolutely tremendous stuff. Keep going, mate. If anybody out there can, yeah. can fill any of the gaps of Richard, then please do, because, you know, that, that whole legacy of, of work is just astounding. It'd be one of those things that it'll keep the interesting comics alive. I think, you know, as long as people like yourself and, and you know, David Roach with his his work as well, that he does on, on the, you know, historical side of stuff, it's just, that's what we need. We need more of, you know, we need to remember where we came from. Yeah. Um, but yeah so just on that can you tell us yeah. about any other kind of topics that you've got lined up for the blog or in fact any any other wider projects that you're involved in that people can look out for uh
1: yeah yeah of course uh so i guess um, let's do the blog first uh so yeah like i say it's as much as i'd like to think i'm working about six months in advance because it's all planned out or organized uh, it's not really like that um <laughs> It's like that when I, for my, if I want two weeks off in the summer, I do have to, you know, then you do, you know, for that, I do, you know, get it all lined up in advance. So I'm just going all day and don't worry about it. Um, But we're, but so this week, uh, we're going to have, we're going to have stuff about a Dez Skins original warrior comic. So we've got that. Um, We've got Frank Bellamy uh, working for Battle. uh, which I didn't know about till I saw something the other day. I went, oh, hello. Um, that, uh, uh, an advertising comic, uh, Wonder comic, this, this SO comic. Um, updated my information on that. Um, we'll probably have something about um, a girl comic. So because I'm really into um, the original Eagle, uh, it had, so that came out in 1950, and it was sort of followed by a series of other um, comics. So Eagle was for boys. And Girl came out, and that was for, you'll never guess, Girls. Um, and there was a slightly younger boys comic called Swift, and then there was like a nursery title called Robin. So you had these four titles, and the idea was essentially, you know, you would you would start off on one, and once you were on one, you'd go, right, you know, you'd sort of work your way through them. So yeah. there was never an opportunity if you just stopped reading comics. You would just keep really? going. You would just you would keep giving your money to the same company. So, Great business so, yeah, great business model. So, so you know, so I've, I've collected you know a lot of stuff about Eagle, uh, but actually, you know, girls, uh, Swift, Robin are uh, you know are titles that I don't know as much about, and you know, and they're not as well remembered and not as you know fondly remembered. Um, so again, you know, it's a bit of a challenge to me to say, you know, what do I know about this? You know, what what can people help me find out to so say? Actually, you know, if you did want to c- collect all the girls spin off annuals. Mm. Uh, then, then what are those annuals? Um, you know, so some of them I could find quite easily with a bit of googling and a bit of oh yeah, I've come across a few of those, you know, book fairs and things over the years. Um, but then you like I say, you know, the hive mind came up with a, oh yeah, but there's this one as well. It's like oh, you know, wow. I really didn't know that. You know, and that's really um, something different. So yeah, so we'll have that, uh, and we've got um, I've got a few more um, comic uh, convention brochures to to go through and a few more um sort of sketchbooks as well to come up. So yeah, so all sorts of things coming up in the next week or so on the blog. Uh and then other things that I'm writing. Um so have you come across um David Hathaway Price's sort of um publication fan scene? Yes. 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 So he's got so he's got a, he's just working, he's just tidying up the submissions for issue six of that. Um so that came out I think originally The first issue came out about it was supposed to go out in twenty eighteen to tie in with the sort of the fiftieth anniversary of the first British Comics Convention. Um so I so I've written some articles for him for previous issues and I've written three articles for the for the next issue, um which are on uh topics. So he's sort of twenty twenty is the seventieth anniversary of the original Eagle coming out. So I've written so the three articles are to do with um or based around the original eagle uh, in different guises I guess. Um yeah. so yeah so so look out for that. I mean I know he you know he often puts that out as a you know a free PDF for people to download um or yeah. he's found a printing company that will do you you know a really nice full colour sort of hardback copy for 15, 20 quid. Um so yeah if you want to sort of read it in that format then that works. So um so, yes, yeah, so I've, I've seen the drafts of my pages, but I haven't seen the drafts of all the pages. But, you know, but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, and then I'm also writing for um, uh, Steve Holland, who runs the Bear Alley blog. Um, so, so, I don't know. Do you ever see that? Do you ever look at that?
0: I haven't. I'm not familiar with it, no.
1: no. OK, so so Bear Alley is, is, the name, is the name of a very small well, alley. Um, in Central London, where Fleetway used to keep their sort of archive of their bound volumes
0: oh, um, right.
1: of all the comics that they they produced, so, yeah. so that's what site is called Bear Alley. Um, and and Steve, you know, he publishes indexes um, of comics, so Lion Ranger, um, uh, Boys World, TV Action, uh, all sorts, you know, um,
0: yeah,
1: and reprints of strips as well so you know he's a sort of a one-man british comics archive um historian himself um and as well as publishing these sort of indexes and strip reprints he's now he's trying to sort of uh, get the wheels in motion to sort of have a um a a magazine as well um i guess some of it to cover material that he's gathered over the years Mm -hmm. that you know would if you tried to put it in a book uh, you know there just isn't the demand for it but he's gathered this information and he wants to do something with it um so some of it is for you know for him to use up this knowledge you know that, that he's acquired uh and to invite other contributors um uh, to work on it as well so i'm working on that um and the other thing a final thing uh for anyone who's still listening is the uh, uh comic scene um yep. the magazine um so, so if, you, if you've if you seen those volumes uh, then you'll have seen some of my articles in there um, and Tony Foster's recently run a, a Kickstarter campaign um, to, to sort of create a new series which is sort of based on particularly years, so like, I think the first few are, like, I don't know, something like 1986, 1950 and something else and something else. Um, yep. So I'm going to contribute to those in a way similar to the blog uh you know just to try and pick up you know something unusual from that year you know yeah. not the, the big headline news of ah, 1950 right this is a big year for superman for this it's the launch of eagle it's, you know, it's these, you know a few big headline things that you know about but then to try and pick up you know one you know slightly more obscure thing as well you know to give a flavor of what was going on um so so i need to write a series of small articles for him for that um brilliant so yes, yeah, so, busy guy. So busy guy. So yeah. Uh, so yes, yeah, so I'm looking forward to doing all of that. Just gotta fit it in and yeah, keep keep all the plates spinning at, at, at just the right pace, um, and, so I can keep going.
0: Excellent. And I'll try and put as many of these into the uh, into the show notes as well, which won't be as comprehensive as the ones that the, the tags that you put on your website.
1: <laughs> <either>. Just <laughs> warning you now. Uh, but uh,
0: <laughs> I'll do my best.
1: You no, know, people can, people can always contact me directly. That, you know that.
0: That's that's been absolutely amazing, that, Richard. I've really enjoyed it. And just talking around, not just the the comics programme stuff, but, you know, around all the other stuff. Because, to be honest, there's so many topics I could have taken off your site to talk about. You know, I'd love to get you back on again to talk about some other things.
1: Yeah.
0: I find it fascinating. I I genuinely do. But it's been great, and I really appreciate you giving up your time. So uh, do you want to let people know where they can find uh, your website, your socials, things like that?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you're looking for the blog itself, uh, it's called uh, the boysadventurecomics.blogspot.com. Um, and if you're looking for me on Twitter, I'm at Richard and Sheaf, S H E A F. So at Richard and Sheaf. And again,
0: I'll, I'll drop those into the show notes uh, yeah. for anybody listening to this. And if you want to find out more about me, you can find me at art92.com. Um, also on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. It's all under art92. Um, I mean, I've said this a few times, but you get to our age, and you know, if you have more than one handle, um, you'll never deal with it. I mean, we're looking we can remember to put our pants on in the morning, so you know, <laughs> yeah. so, um, you know it's just just keep it simple, isn't it? And if you enjoyed this show, and I'm I'm pretty sure you have, because I know I have, then. You can check out previous episodes on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you normally get your podcasts from, we should be on there. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss um, future episodes. And if you want to consider leaving us a review, that'd be much appreciated because apparently it provides what they call social proof that people are actually listening to this and it makes it easier for other people to to find us in that vast sea of audio entertainment or unentertainment as it can be sometimes you know I look forward to you joining us again as we continue our art of series so once again I'd just like to thank Richard for giving up his time and his considerable knowledge it's been amazing just to listen to you pluck these things out mate I tell you I don't know how you do it you know I don't know you take <laughs> this information it's, it's been brilliant and uh, I would love to have you back on again definitely
1: yeah no th- th- thank you for the invite uh, I was uh, um very, very pleased to be invited, and I'd, I'd, I'd definitely be very happy to come back, and, and we can talk about w- w- whatever you want. That, that
0: Super. Cool. And with that, then, I'll leave you with a quote, and for those of you that remember the legendary Hill Street Blues, as Sergeant Phil Lester House would say, let's be careful out there. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye-bye.
1: Goodbye.